0: Okay, well, we're going to jump in. So, welcome everyone today. This is the affiliated podcast, and we are doing our first interview. With one of the greatest people doing Facebook advertising today, mm-hmm. Robbie Blanchard. So, um, and hopefully, I said that right because I practice and I, <laughs> dude, <laughs> and I nailed think it. I, yes, I'd be a great substitute That's teacher awesome. as yeah. long as I don't have to teach. But <laughs> <laughs> That's right. uh, so, what we're going to be doing today is um, just give you a little highlight. Robbie has uh, Commission Hero. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an amazing Facebook courses teaching. Thousands of people to be successful and change mm-hmm. their life in, in whatever way they seem fit yeah. um, by you know learning how to buy ads on Facebook correctly and successfully. Mm-hmm. In fact, and I, know I didn't tell you this beforehand, um, you kn- Nick, Nick Pounder, one of your students. Yeah. Um, we worked together, and he recently, in the last um, gosh, just couple of months, hit platinum, platinum status with mm-hmm. his very first offer. So yep. started out learning how to do ads with you, and then you know went and created his own offer, and is really you know, changing his life. It's pretty amazing stuff. So Robbie's been doing that. We're gonna talk a little about that journey today. And then he does something unique in his business that I find so powerful, definitely next level. Mm-hmm. And for any of those uh, people out there that, that really want to learn new ways to monetize, I think it'll be a fun conversation. So um, we're just gonna ask some questions today and, and see where it goes. And let's do it. And if it's not valuable, it's all Robbie's fault. That's all. Just blame I take him. Sole blame for it all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, first, as we kind of talked about, you know, you haven't always just been buying ads on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so walk me through a little bit where where you got started, mm-hmm. how you found
1: yourself in this world of buying ads. Mm-hmm
0: and how you kind of got to where you are today.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty random journey. <laughs> you know, if I look back, I'm like, wow, how the heck did I get here? But, uh, you know, I started out as a, uh, a personal trainer. That's how I got started. Um, you know, started a personal training business that turned into owning a boot camp business, turned into owning a CrossFit gym. And at uh, one point in time, my CrossFit gym really wasn't doing that well, right? I was uh, really good at getting people in shape, but I was really bad at getting them in the door, right? And that's not a good <laughs> formula for having success in business. So um, it wasn't until I finally figured out how to use Facebook ads to get people in the door um, that I started to have success in my gym, right? And then uh, I got to about five, six years ago where I really wanted to go online because you know, I knew that uh, the people that I knew they were having success, uh, it was like they had an online business. So I put <laughs> two and two together. I'm like, all right, if I want to have more success, I gotta have an online business, right? And I want to help more people out. So I basically uh, joined a mastermind uh, with one of my mentors. His name is Bedros Koulian um, and Craig Valentine their mastermind and uh, basically they taught you how to get started on ClickBank, have a ClickBank product and promote it, right? And so I created this program called Dominate Your Double Unders. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, probably not, but- uh, it's I well, don't know what a double under oh, is, don't but a it, sounds, yeah, it yeah. sounds hard to me. Sorry, I'm speaking CrossFit talk, yes. yeah. So, so in the CrossFit world, a double under is a jump rope movement. And basically, oh, okay. and basically it's two swings per jump with a jump rope. Yep. And so I put this product together because I saw in my gym that a lot of people were were struggling with it. And the reason why they were struggling is that they weren't practicing it. So I said, okay, like if I can put together a, a program that helps them practice it, they're gonna get the double-unders and I'm gonna make money, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. So I put this program together and I remember uh, going to their mastermind, it was in Miami, I'll never forget it, it was in, in November. Went to the mastermind, I had this product done and I'm just so excited because back then, like it was you know, getting affiliates to promote via email, right? And so I went to all these different people in the mastermind, I said, hey, like, can you promote my product? Everybody said no. <laughs> and they said no because they all had email lists but the email lists were all weight loss focused right and my product was not a weight loss program right so i got pretty discouraged i'm like man what am i going to do here like i paid all this money to being this mastermind and i'm not having success right away so um i got home into the hotel after the event uh in miami i remember i'm like you know what maybe i'll just try running some ads because it worked for my gym maybe it'll work for this product so i remember setting up my ads i had no idea what i was doing on facebook set up the ads to start the next day i woke up in the morning and i had three sales and I'm like, oh my God, like, I couldn't believe it. Like I called my parents and said, hey, did you guys buy this, <laughs> like, did you buy my program? <laughs> and they're like, what program? I'm like, oh, wow. And so it was like a thousand light bulbs going off my head because I'm like, wow, like someone in the world who I don't know, like literally saw my ad, clicked on it, bought and I made money, right? Yeah. And so that just like, that just changed my life. Literally that changed my life forever because uh, then what happened was I started promoting other people's products as an affiliate because there was all these other uh, ClickBank products by people who are much, much better at creating products than I am, and I'm like, wow, if I can just get eyeballs to their page, uh, I'm gonna make money. And so that turned into making hundreds per day and then thousands per day and then tens of thousands of dollars per day, uh, and then it got to the point where um, back in January 2019, uh, ClickBank had a contest, right? And I remember uh, it was like, I think the first week in January, and I remember someone messaged me and they said, hey, Robbie, congratulations, you're in, you're in third place right now. I'm like sweet for what? <laughs> and they're like, oh, for this ClickBank contest. And I'm like, oh, cool. So um, at the time, I had, was starting to put together a product, um, like a course on affiliate marketing, and doing what I'm doing, Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't release it because, you know, in my mind, I kind of have that, you know, imposter syndrome sometimes of like, am I good enough? Can I teach people this? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I made a deal with myself. I said, all right, if I win this contest. And I become the official number one on ClickBank. That's the only way I'm gonna release this course, right? Uh, and so I ended up winning. <laughs> I ended up and pushed hard, won the won the contest. Uh, I beat a lot of the big names, you know, on, on the platform out. And uh, and then from there, I created my, my course, Commission Hero. We started that in April uh, around April first, 2019, and uh, now to date, we have over over 8,000 people in the course, um, and it's been it's been unbelievable seeing the results, seeing people have success, like Nick you were saying, and uh, a lot of people are just making like life changing income now and just having uh, which is awesome. Like that's that's literally why I created it because it kind of brings me back to being a gym owner. You know, I, I created my gym because you know fitness you know changed my life as well, so I wanted to help other people experience that. That's the same thing I did with Commission Hero. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I remember that contest and remember having that moment. Was
0: like, who's this Robbie yeah, guy? Like, that's what
1: everybody said. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like,
0: man, I didn't know CrossFit gym owners had so much access to traffic. Yeah, like, yeah. What is, yeah. <laughs> what is he I know. doing? So, yeah, that that's super exciting. What an amazing journey and great to see. that you know you get to continue on that that helping but really Mm -hmm. on a broader level Mm -hmm. because think how long it probably would have took you before in personal training to change eight
1: thousand lives couldn't do it
0: yeah there's no way and now you're doing it in a matter
1: of what a year has it been yeah but about about 18 months almost yeah just under under 18 months and uh And it just keeps getting better and better. And I think that the reason why Commission Hero's been so successful, honestly, is because, you know, my number one goal is to help people get results. Like, I don't care about the money, I don't care about the, you know, whatever, the notoriety. That doesn't matter to me. The main thing is like, let's get people results and everything else will take care of itself. You know, I'm a big believer, if you want to get something in life, help as many people as you can get what they get, you know, what they want in life, and it's just gonna come back to you. you Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Well,
0: now the big question I had after mm-hmm. you're telling your story yeah. is: Were your parents didn't buy your first product? Have they bought any products you promoted? Have they bought any of your ads? Are they really that committed to what you're doing, Robbie? No,
1: no they are not. <laughs> they don't even know what, what what I am doing. You know, uh, like like funny story. Like my dad, me um, and my dad are very close, and he was he's a high school principal, and he's you know he's worked for 45 years in the same school, right? So very regimented routine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll never forget, I used to do landscaping. I had a little landscaping business. And he got so mad at me when I told him I wanted to be a personal trainer. He's like, nobody's gonna pay for personal training. Uh, and uh, And now, like, you know, he looks back, he's like, oh, that was a pretty good decision you made to switch out of landscaping, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so, I'd say so for sure. So well, um, kind of
0: going back to this whole channeling thing, uh, I think a great question I always like to hear is, if you could pick up the phone and talk to a 20-year-old version of yourself, Mm. um, what would you tell
1: yourself um, to make the next 10 years of your life really successful? Um, I would just say keep your head down and keep working. I think like, you know, for me, um, the one thing that really kind of, you know, I'm, I'm very goal oriented, right? And, and I don't like, I don't have specific goals of like, yeah, I want to make, you know, X amount of dollars or whatever. Like I have, you know, big goals. And I think that uh, a lot of people don't. Like they just kind of go day to day and they just hope and wish, you know, they're going to be successful. And it's like, you know, for me in my mind, like I've always been like, hey, this is my goal, you know, I want to be here. I don't know how I'm going to get there. But I just know that if I do something every single day that's going to propel me and move me forward, that eventually I will get there. It's not up to me to figure out how I'll get there because, you know, I think the universe kind of figures that out for you. Um, And so, you know, never in a million years, I think I'd go from being a CrossFit gym owner to then owning a Facebook agency, then to being an affiliate marketer, then having, I mean, that's such a random thing, right? But because I had it in my mind over the past couple of years and, and, and getting on this journey, like I want to be successful, this is where I want to be. Like I think everything kind of goes into place the way it's supposed to be, yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean a lot of, it always makes me think of the alchemists, yeah. right? Yeah. Those that lean into
1: their journey mm-hmm. and, and kind of the legend that, yep. that
0: is them. You know, the universe does kind of map yep. those things out for yep. you. So yep. for all those young entrepreneurs listening or anybody struggling, just just lean into
1: it. Just yep. take those chances, make those goals happen. And yeah, and I, I would say like, just just stay out of your comfort zone and. and 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 always like you know look at people that are playing life or living life at a higher level than you are. I think that's one thing for me that you know I never. You know, I'll tell I'll tell you a story here. So when I was a, a personal trainer, you know one of the things that you know I grew up with a you know kind of a humble upbringing. You know both my parents were teachers, and you know we didn't do anything crazy. And like you know our our big vacation was like driving to Maine for <laughs> for a week. You know uh, staying at my aunt and uncle's and. You know, I remember that uh, when I became personal trainer, like I remember being exposed to like this whole different level of of people and business, you know, guys and ladies. And you know, one guy he, um, you know, he had like a ten thousand square foot house, and he had like you know four car garage, and he had all this stuff. And I'm like, man, what are you doing doing to get that? I've never seen this before, you know. And so it totally like threw me out of my you know little bubble, and I'm like. Never once did I feel like jealous or like, oh, this guy, you know. I'm like, no, what did you do? Show me, like, teach me, you know. And so that was a big uh, kind of mindset thing for me because I was able to, like, be around people that were super successful and, and had big businesses and did well, and it totally changed my mindset in terms of, like, you know, how to live life, like, how they view money, how they view success, and that really, you know, even though I'm doing something very different than they're doing, like, those principles really really stuck with me all these years, you know, and I think that was a big, uh, a big game changer for me, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And so, you're right, though, I think you always see that transformation
0: of mindset, Mm -hmm. right? When Mm -hmm. when you're you're stuck in a mindset of myopic, narrow scope of only what you've been exposed to, that's pretty much definition of what you're going to live your life as right sure, it's, sure. it's going to be that way always um, but boy yeah when you step out and get a little uncomfortable um, it opens up your mind to a yeah. whole world of yeah. possibilities um, yeah. which means you have a lot more opportunities to take so yeah. that, that's fantastic yep so going on obviously those are big positive things mm-hmm. i want to bring it back To the gutter. Let's go to the negative side. So, what what was one of the biggest headaches that you wish you would have known about? If you could have had, you know, the ibuprofen to cure that headache when you were first getting started. And Mm -hmm. let's focus really on the online marketing side of things. Mm
1: -hmm. What was one of the big headaches you wish you would have known um, when you were starting? Um, I think it would have been like time would be the big, the big kind of headache because I think everybody, you know, myself especially, like I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this, and like in my head, it's like. Smooth sailing, <laughs> straight line to success—it's all good. And then you quickly find out it is not like that, right? So, you know, like my first year when I started online, it was—it was a grind. I mean, it was like you know, you have setbacks. You'd have, you know, ad accounts get shut down on Facebook, or you'd have like links, you know, because I didn't know what I was doing, you know. And so all those things would really, you know, kind of be setbacks that could, in most cases, like cause frustration and make you want to quit. But for me, you know, once again, I had it in my mind like, hey, no, this is my goal. Like, I don't care what happens how i get there how many setbacks i have like i'm just going to you know if i fall down 8 times i'm going to get up 9 you know that's that's just my thing and, and i think the other thing too with most people when it comes to success like you know, I love the saying it's like most people uh, overestimate where they'll be in one year and they underestimate where they'll be in five years and I think that's so true when it comes to business and, and anything you do because it's like you know we all have in our mind like this is my timeline for success and and a lot of times it's out of your control as long as you're put in the work every single day um, you will have that success but that was like the big one for me otherwise like I'm pretty stubborn so you know once I have a, a goal in mind and you know, I see other people doing it. Um, I always kind of have that little like underdog mentality chip on my shoulder thing where it's like, man, if they're doing it, like I can do it, you know, and then I just figure it out, <laughs> you know, so that's yeah. kind of been my thing. But yeah, definitely the time aspect was one thing because I thought that I would be, you know, farther along, you know, we always want to be farther along than we are, right, but um, I think that was probably the one thing that was really the, the big, th- otherwise like there was, you know, other setbacks, but nothing nothing too crazy, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: It sounds like you suffer from what I like to call an optimist timeline, I yeah. know I have the same thing, it's like, oh yeah, we could do that, <laughs> yeah. in fact, we should do more. Let's let's <laughs> yeah. bump that up, yeah. and and yeah, it always ends up kind of being clinking along. I've always thought like of like, the idea that success isn't defined by lack of failure, mm-hmm. just the accomplishment of a goal. Yep. Um. So time is really you know squishy in that. So I think that's great advice for a lot of people that. One, mm-hmm. if you're an optimist timeline, you probably want to extend that yep. or get somebody. I don't know if you have anyone in your business that's like uh, the dream crusher that comes in any goal <laughs> you have and like, yeah. what about this, this, and this, and this, and this? Yep. I think you're being crazy right now. Like, but um, yeah. Sure. As long as as long as you're aware of that, it's good to yeah, surround those absolutely. People.
1: And, and and Kyle, i will say another thing. Another thing too, I would say is um, you know, one thing for me was, you know, really kind of learning like how to how to go through the processes, learning how to like you know take your licks. And I think the other big roadblock for me. Was learning how to say no to a lot of things, right? Because when you first start out as you know in the online business, there's so many different ways you can go to have success, and they're all good, you know. But you have to you have to stick to one and dial in on it until you have success with it. You know, I think that you know so many people. I tell my students this in, in Commission Hero, where you know they, they're like, oh, in order to have more success, I have to promote like five offers at a time. And I'm like, "No, you don't. You just have to pick one <laughs> and stick with it until you master it and go through it." You know, same thing with like, you know, me, like, you know, I could have done YouTube or Instagram or Snapchat, like my success has been Facebook, right? You know, even with all its, you know, kind of quirks and everything, like you have to go narrow and deep on it. I think most people, most, you know, entrepreneurs or people who want to start their online business, they kind of get caught up in the weeds and like they, you know, they say yes to too many different things. It's like, "No, just focus on one thing, get laser-dialed on it and just do it until you're successful."
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, in a global market, you know, Mm -hmm. just doing one channel really, really well will serve you so much better. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if it's like for your own offer initially, just like you had, what is that going to do to, you know, from an affiliate perspective? Because there's a good chance all these other offer owners don't have that level of mastery that you have. So um, that gives me a lot of hope for my TikTok career. I think if I really just hone in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that actually transitions really nice of those. We talk about narrative focus. Mm -hmm. I I really want to focus, you had the, the course, but let's talk a little about what you're doing um, in, in terms of just that singular focus with, mm-hmm. um, I guess I'm trying to think of that tier two. I don't really, I was trying to come up with like a cool, clever name for yeah. kind of this this brokerage service. But instead of me trying to explain mm-hmm. it, why don't you tell me a little about what you do with those singular offers that mm-hmm. you might push out or recommend yep, yep. to your, your um, tribe of 8,000? Uh, Commission. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's pretty simple. So essentially, you know, what I do is inside of Commission Hero is we recommend products that are on the ClickBank platform that we recommend our students promote. And these are products that I personally have promoted and had success with or they're top offers on ClickBank. And I know they convert really well, uh, because what I teach in Commission Hero is don't don't go and try to find all these different offers, just find the highest converting one that's going to pay you the most money and do that. (laughs) And so, you know, I've kind of worked out these deals with these, uh, these product owners, these vendors. Or essentially, I make myself a tier two affiliate. So we basically set up a, a JV contract, and then um, all my students are, you know, promoting this, co- you know, this particular product. And obviously, I make a little little commission on the side as well. Um, and that's kind of how I've done it. It's worked out really well because I find that you know, not only do the product uh, owners like pay more attention and like, they actually are incentivized to like wanna, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna send 8,000 affiliates your way. Um, and so they're actually gonna put some time and effort into it, you know? And so that's been kind of the way that I've structured it. It works out really well. Um, and also too, like, I think it's it's good because my students, they really, you know, obviously they trust me they believe in me. They know when I recommend something to them, uh, it's something that I personally have promoted myself. And so there's that trust there as well. So that's kind of how I've been able to do it. And the thing is, is and most of the time, I don't even have to worry about like, you know, finding new offers and stuff because most of the time, most of the product owners will come to me. Um, and, and sometimes I say no, because if it's not a good fit, then I'm just not gonna recommend that to my students. But, um, but most of the time, it's, it's the top offers. And, and the cool thing is, is being in the position that I am in now, like you know, being a top affiliate on ClickBank, is that i kind of you know get the inside scoop and a lot of these product uh, owners like they have other offers that are like up and coming and so they're like hey this offer coming coming it's on the marketplace yet or it's really low in the marketplace like but i think it's gonna be a home run and i look at them like yep that's gonna be a home run <laughs> so then i let my guys know in the course and then we were able to have that advantage of of getting in there first yeah yeah well so let's we're gonna break this down yeah and go <laughs> a little more a little more in depth sure. so first I love that, I just love that
0: the, it's so simple, right? Yeah, like it's yeah. one of those, I think sometimes the best monetization mm-hmm. efforts are the ones that are the most just glaringly, mm-hmm. simply, you're like, oh man, like duh, it's yeah. just right in front of me. Yeah. So walk me through, um, what, when you were developing the program, was this something that happened Afterwards, you thought, hey, this is a really good opportunity, mm-hmm. or was it the intent the entire time to kind of create this this second-tier process?
1: It happened afterwards, you know, so I kind of, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you kind of build the airplane as you're taking off, and so that's kind of uh, what I've done. Just the way <laughs> I want my airplane. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's it's super a- <laughs> safe, and yeah, it's yeah. good. But I'm pretty to, sure that's like a legion. They're, they're doing that all the time. <laughs> yeah, <our> spirit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that's exactly what I do. And, and so, you know, it was just kind of one of those things where, you know, we had some offers and originally when I first started the course, you know, I had five or six offers in there that I had success with and I'm like, yeah, just run these. And then I, and then I didn't even know about the tier two. And then um, I found out about it. I said, okay, let's just do this. And that's actually worked out really well. And, um, and it's good because like literally, you know, we, we drive a lot of traffic for affiliates. Like uh, I was just talking to, to Dominic here um, a couple days ago and he was saying, I sent them a list of like you know sixteen hundred uh you know students in the course that I have their clickbank IDs I'm like, hey, how much you know money has you know they generated you know in total um this year and it was something like twenty two million dollars you know they generated revenue just just that little fraction of students you know of sixteen hundred students and we have eight thousand you know and like the average uh person was like it was like twenty six thousand dollars they made you know on clickbank with with using commission heroes so you know so it's you know people realize that because. I find that a lot of product owners are really good at creating their products, but they're not really good at getting traffic to their products, right? And so, you know, by having and filling that need with, you know, getting traffic to their offer, like doing that with commission here on my students, it's just, it's like such a seamless, uh, you know, kind of integration. Yeah. yeah. So, um, with the process, and since it's not,
0: hey, here's a product, go promote it, you said, you know, you promote it yourself. Mm-hmm. So, how much testing or what does your testing process look like when yeah. you find one of those offers or someone comes to you and, and we could, so, I know you did a lot of work with with mm-hmm. research, which is a yeah. killer offer. Yeah, it still is. Um, yep. So when when Brad comes to you and is like, "Hey, I got this freaking badass mm-hmm. offer," um, mm-hmm. you know, how do you go about testing it? Like, well, what's kind of your qualification process there?
1: Yeah, most offers, like if you know, I pretty much test them over nowadays, like over a two or three week period if I can make a thousand bucks a day personally, like if I can hit that thousand dollar level, that's good, it works. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of what I've done. And, and when I first started, I would like, you know, I would do a month or two months of testing. And now, you know, what we do in the course, we actually release like monthly offers as part of our like inner circle coaching program. So every month we offer, a, you know, a new, a new uh, offer, uh, landing page, all the creatives, everything you need, like a done for you campaign for people. And so I have to, you know, test a little bit quicker. And so, yeah, we test about two to three weeks uh, at the most. And as long as I can get that thing to convert and work, like, yeah, we're we're rocking and rolling with it, yeah.
0: And you you basically cascade down um, mm-hmm. all the creatives for that inner circle um, yep. audience yep. that you have. Yep. Which, man, that has to just be so freaking nice for those yeah. affiliates. Just have like here's winning creative. Now just mm-hmm. pour money into my money machine. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that that's fantastic. Yeah. So. Um, kind of going into, so that's what you're doing for them, and obviously it's been immensely successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know lots of them sometimes even start building relationships with the um, the vendors as well because, yep. you know, they're so successful sure. at it. So um, I imagine you mentioned you had a lot of people just coming to you inside Hook. So how do you go about deciding what a good offer is beyond just testing? Mm-hmm. like So what's your eyeball check? And also um, when you're done with that, talk a little bit about, what type of vendors you want to work with or offer owners you want to mm, work with
1: Yeah, so I think the one, you know, one thing I look at is, you know, there's in ClickBank I find there's, you know, there's always the common names that that do their products, right? They release more and more products. So, if it's somebody that's had, you know, home run in the offers in the past, like I'm probably gonna give it a a pretty good shot because they they know what they're doing. It's it's literally a formula (laughs) that they follow uh, to get their products going. So I do that. Um, The second thing I do is I wanna make sure it's in a category that uh, is a big category, right? Because, um, you know, and I usually focus on like uh, health, wealth, and relationships because those are huge categories. Uh, Those are also, I find, in, in a way, recession proof because you know even if the economy is down people still want to lose weight um, and I also think the other reason I do that too is uh, to, because we have so many students I want to be able to you know offer them an offer that literally there's room for everybody right and so uh, because one of the you know things people say is "Well, oh, Robbie there 8,000 students isn't there gonna be saturation and the answer is no <laughs> and the reason why is because literally there's hundreds of millions of people in these categories and so there's so much room for everybody and um, I mean, we're not even close to, to saturation at all. But those are the two requisites. And then, basically, what I do personally, I'll actually go through the VSL, I'll watch it, um, and because most of these top offers kind of model each other, anyways, you know, it, it does work. Um, and then finally, the last kind of prerequisite, as I look at the average order value, right? I think the average order value is important. And nowadays, it's unbelievable. Like, huh. man, yeah. when, I, when I first started, and uh, you know, when I won the ClickBank contest in, in January 2019, which was not that long ago, man, I would be pumped if I had a forty-dollar average order value as, a, as an affiliate, right? If I made forty bucks on a sale, I was pumped. You know, nowadays, like because supplements are involved, like you're seeing a hundred dollars, hundred and fifty dollars, like that's incredible, right? Like I made yeah. a ton of money with a forty-dollar level, like it's like wow. Now it's like you're getting paid almost triple, <laughs> so that's that's amazing. So I think nowadays you know, I think there's so much opportunity. That's why I keep telling people like, I really think 2021 is gonna be like a monster year for online, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, totally agree. It's, it's interesting, uh, Thompson and I just did a webinar yesterday mm-hmm. where we shared some data, reanalyze mm-hmm. the top 100 health and fitness offers and you're totally right we saw the average affiliate payout for our top 20 percent of that 100 yeah. was 113 dollars to it's affiliates crazy. which i'm just crazy. like whoa you know <laughs> yeah. obviously i imagine that that makes your spend a lot more forgiving when you have yeah you have that much room on a cpa oh my god to, to still be profitable so
1: yeah yeah and and you can be more aggressive you know and yeah. i think honestly it's it's great for people just starting out you know because you know when i first started doing this like you know if you're if it costs you you $20, $25 to acquire a customer, um, then you're kind of creeping up into the place where you're like, ah, like, I don't know if I should cut my ads. Whereas, you know, if you're a new person and and you're running ads and just getting started, and maybe you let an ad run too long, and maybe you're, you know, paying 70 bucks to acquire a customer, well, you're still making 40 bucks on the sale, even though you did everything wrong. (laughs) So I think there's like that, that nice little cushion, like, you know, which I think is, uh, man, it's just such a good time to to have an online business for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As long as uh, we don't have, you know, the
0: election eating up all the CPMs anymore yes and it's gotten so
1: much better though i tell you the first you know a couple weeks when the election was going on it's it's still a little little weird but uh man it was like you know i told my students like hey just just pause your ads for now like just write it out you know go for a walk enjoy yourself and and come back you know because uh and that's the other reason why i think 2021 is gonna be a big year for people because you know more people are online than ever before like the payouts are so much higher on clickbank now and it's a non-election year so i think that you know things kind of settle down man i think it's gonna be a perfect storm for success yeah
0: yeah, no, I, I agree. We've mm-hmm. seen a shift in consumer behavior that I don't mm-hmm. think will be reversed. Um, yeah. When when eighty year olds are using Uber Eats mm-hmm. and starting to to look at Facebook even more yeah. for live stream content, you know it's 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 a different it's yeah. a different world we're living in. For sure. um, you know because of COVID and, and what it's done for for content. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing I wanted to ask as well is you'd mentioned you know broad categories. So mm-hmm. are there any broad categories that you don't see represented with offers as much, or just some areas where you're like Man, I wish someone would just get like a really killer dating offer or a really killer, yeah. I don't know, just something in there that you feel could be um, an opportunity that mm-hmm. isn't being taken advantage of.
1: Um you know the one thing that I do notice is like you know aside from like the you know the weight loss categories you know the relationship categories like the you know the problem is a lot of these offers like the do it yourself niche for example i mean you have like easy battery and you had i think it was a power efficiency power efficiency guide or easy power plan now like you know these these offer those offers are great and they do well, but they've been around forever right I really don't see like a lot of like updated stuff which you see in the weight loss space because like in the weight loss space i mean every year there's what probably five or six like new offers that are that are home runs which i think as an affiliate is important because you know even something simple as you know having a campaign is doing okay like just switching the offer in the back like that can like supercharge your results because nobody's seen that offer before and i think that's the one um and i think the do-it-yourself niche is such a huge niche um and and the thing i like about it too is it's a lot more friendly on facebook as well um you're able to run a lot longer uh don't get me wrong weight loss still crushes but uh you know when it comes to that so i wish people would just kind of you know if anyone's listening to this create some offers that are in the do it do it yourself space that you can you know just just do that i think that the survival niche things like that are uh no, I wish there would be more of that. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, I'd strap in. I think you're
0: going to see some great survival offers okay. in 2021. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I feel pretty, pretty positive, yeah. um, you know, conservatives are probably going to be sure. maybe a little scared for the next 40 years that so yeah. there's a good yeah. possibility yeah. Yeah. Um, that th- those arise again. And actually after this, um, and we could probably edit this out, I do have a uh, do-it-yourself offer that we should talk about yeah, for sure. Cool. So, no, that that's great to hear. And I think that's one of the things are oftentimes because we see that health and fitness offers working. Weight loss offers are working, people think that's all that works. So I'm really glad that you could highlight there's yeah. there's huge opportunities. And, uh, you know, obviously, wealth and financial, um, I think there's going to be some really great opportunities in 2021. You for mentioned sure. survival. I don't know if that made it on the cut, yeah, but yeah. yeah, survival and do it yourself, like massive opportunities. So if people are wondering Bitcoin. Hey, <laughs> yeah, Bitcoin. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah for, for sure. Yeah. So, um, but. There's lots of opportunities and maybe some still broadly appealing um, verticals yep. um, that, that that aren't being touched as much as they could be. Mm-hmm. So so go and develop and, and you know spend your plans over this winter coming up with some <laughs> cool do-it-yourself products. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> uh, what I really want to talk about is you mentioned 2021. You feel like it's going to be a fantastic year for online marketers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't disagree at all. But yep. that being said. There are going to be some headwinds, and so as we talked about that positive timeline, mm-hmm. you know, what are some of the headwinds that you're expecting to face as the clock turns over and we add a one and finally kick 2020 to the curb um, and go into 2021?
1: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I think, um, you know, I think the election will play a role in that. I think in, in first quarter for sure. Um, you know, I think also that's going to be a big thing. I think also it'll be interesting to see what the uh, Uh, you know, from a Facebook standpoint, because I'm a Facebook guy, like is, I always look at the quarterly earnings of Facebook and and see if they had a great quarter. If they did, then uh, I'm not too happy (laughs) as an advertiser, because that means they, you know, kind of clamp down on stuff. If they had a not so great quarter, then I love that, because then they open stuff up for advertising more. Um, You know, I think that's one thing. The other thing I would say when it comes to like headwinds is I think that, uh, you know, just kind of like... uh, updates because everything kind of changes i think nowadays like it's not it's not what it used to be and everything changes so fast right like you know like facebook makes an update or um you have to do something different on a landing page or the terms and conditions are different now or uh, or compliance with the offers like you have to there's all those little headwinds i think there um can cause issues but really honestly and truly i don't think there's gonna be too much um you know if they go into shutdowns again which it seems like some some states are um you know we'll see how it goes this time I think that if there's a, a stimulus check that comes out again which seems like there might be um and people are home again I mean I think it's it's probably gonna be a a good thing to have an online business because you know once again more more people are online I mean Harvard University like they're they're charging full tuition and they're a hundred percent online you know so it's like yeah that, it's insane <laughs> That is crazy. and it's like and, and so it's just and i think nowadays people are just really conditioned to that you know like you know i mean we're, we're at the Clipbank headquarters and, and there's nobody here and it's because everybody's working from home <laughs> yeah. so so i think that's really changed the game quite a bit and i know that from um you know 2020 actually was an amazing year for online you know so i think 2021 is just going to carry that into it because the trends are, are heading that way yeah yeah you're totally right as yeah. we continue to be on mm-hmm. just connected mm-hmm. more right mm-hmm.
0: and seeking ways to connect with others yep. i think that's one of the big things that yep. that's changed in online because you know we with social networking but not just that like mm-hmm. i know i mentioned it in jest earlier but look at sure. tiktok and the rise that it's had outside yep. of some of the yep. the legal and government issues yeah. political yeah. issues But I mean, that platform, the age demographics, I'd love to see Mm -hmm. how it shifted from the beginning of this year to the end of it because there's such a need for people to want to change those behaviors and and how they're consuming stuff. So you're you're totally right. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the one headwind I'd like to hear more advice you, I think is buyer uncertainty because of economic Mm. uncertainty. So Mm -hmm. I think that's one where It's always hard to gauge, um, because it's a soft, squishy thing. Um, But are there any tactics or things that that you look into when you're Mm -hmm. media buying? Understanding we might go into, you know, an economic climate where people are really insecure about their economic future or they just don't have a job and there are no jobs to be had considering some of the mm-hmm. long effects of COVID and stuff.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So I think, um, and then once again, that's why I really focus on those three big categories, like the, you know, the weight loss niche, the relationship niche, the money niche, because I mean, with, with weight loss, once again, like even if you have, you know, if you don't have a job or whatever, or uh, maybe you cancel your gym membership, but the chances of you buying a supplement so you can help lose weight it's probably high you know because and, I, and same thing with like relationships like you're still going to want you know find that significant other or or, or whatever you know and then and with money obviously if you're if you don't have a, a job like you're going to want to find like a, a business opportunity that allows you to work from home and make more money you know and that's why we've had a lot of people join you know commission hero this year uh, we had a lot of people that actually got laid off um or put on um you know furlough for their job and and they ended up like actually making more money with Commission here they, they stopped working at their job but you know I think that's the thing and that's why I really I think you need to stick to those niches I think initially until you kind of see what's going on um, some of the other niches like are, are they'll probably do well but they're not like uh, I would say as as kind of recession proof as as they need to be you know because it's almost like a uh, like a hobby thing like I could do this but I don't necessarily need that right whereas I think that weight loss people like it's so kind of ingrained in such a, an emotional purchase um, and an irrational purchase, purchase sometimes i think that makes a big difference yeah
0: yeah no that's that's great advice and i think some yeah. just for people to always remember that yeah. there are those verticals that just no matter what yeah. we always keep buying and we'll yeah. find a way yeah. um, we, it's it's good to remember not to make buying decisions for your customers right <laughs> yes. just yeah. be the reason <laughs> that they do buy <laughs>
1: that's, that's such a great point you know and i and i think this is something i tell my students because there's i have so many students that are you know either in you know they're 40-year-old guys or whatever, and they're like, oh, well, I would never buy this product. And it's like, well, yeah, it's not for you. Like, <laughs> you never advertise based on how you personally would buy, you base, you advertise based on your avatar that you're trying to advertise to, like, and so yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We
0: have a good saying at ClickBank, uh, especially in the, the biz dev realm, if yeah. you like the product, it won't do well on our platform. Yeah. It's like, like, we unfortunately, we don't employ as many, you know, um, 45-plus-year-old conservative females. Yes. Like, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. So I'm um, kind of shifting gears here a little bit. Um, just or wrapping things up. Yep. Um, the the last kind of business oriented question before we go into our fast five that we wanted to yeah. um, talk to you about. Is um, I just any up and coming? I know obviously you're fi- yeah. Facebook payment but are there any up and coming traffic sources out there that you're seeing? Do you think maybe mm-hmm. yourself are tempted, or do you think others should maybe look into yeah. to differentiate themselves? I think sometimes if yeah. you're the first person in on a new traffic mm-hmm. source, just haven't seen. It wasn't sure if you've seen anything.
1: Um, I mean, Snapchat was promising. Um, it's kind of disappointed me this past year, so I really haven't focused too much on that. YouTube is big. I mean, YouTube is like. And it, it amazes me how people are not doing YouTube right now. Um, actually, you know what we're doing, when we're updating commission here, we have a whole section on, on YouTube coming up, which is gonna be pretty cool. Um, because I think that's such an untapped spot. It's so massive. And I think the pretty, th- the pretty cool thing about YouTube, it's not a new traffic source, but the thing is like, people go there, it's very search based, right? And people are so conditioned to like, sit down and watch a video. And then, you know, when you take that person who's sitting down and watching a video on YouTube, and then you send them to a 38 minute VSL. the chance of them actually watching the whole thing is going to be a lot greater because they're already conditioned to it. They're on a platform where they're used to watching long content. So um, we're gonna be doing that for sure. but you know for me I, I'm always doubling down on Facebook. Like I've yet to find a platform even with all its you know quirks and uh, drives me crazy sometimes. even with all that, like there's nothing out there that can, that can absolutely scale fast. Uh, test with a low budget and and just absolutely just crush it, you know. So yeah, uh, but I, but YouTube is is definitely promising. Yeah,
0: yeah. YouTube it seems. The creatives are a little bit of a challenge. I think from your upfront versus Facebook, like the upfront investment to figure it out. And and top of the funnel um, is pretty expensive Mm -hmm. on YouTube ads. But yeah, I agree. Second largest search engine behind Google is YouTube. (laughs) So, you know, the the touch points of buying behavior, it it makes a ton of sense, for sure. sure. But I just always like to tell people, hey, (laughs) if you're going to Facebook to YouTube, just be aware your creatives are gonna be way more Challenging to come oh, up with. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, boy, when it works, man. Woo! That's awesome. So, um, all right, well, fast five. So, some of these questions are not going to be all business specific. All right. Um, and they're going to center around you. So, Ooh,
1: okay. first question What are your
0: strengths as an entrepreneur mm. and how have you refined and improved those skills?
1: Um, I think my strengths um, are I'm very stubborn. <laughs> I think, like, literally, I just. I, you know, if I just have a chip on my shoulder and I just get it done, right? I double down on it, you know, like we were talking about before the podcast, you know, being from New England, like I have that, you know, kind of that hard work mentality like if it's winter, like I'm still out there you know, I grew up in a log cabin, right? So you know, we, we heated our house with wood so <laughs> and so I had to go out in the, in the winter and just carry those, you know, logs all the time so I'm used to that hard work and that ethic and like and I really want to be in that position where I just keep getting after it. So that's definitely one of my strengths um, My other strength is I've kind of learned to uh, ask for a Help, which has also been a big one for me it used to be a weakness where I did not uh, but now like I've just learned over the time like if I if I'm not where I want to be like I either hire a, a mentor a consultant a coach to to just get me there you know because even though it cost me money to do that like I in the long run I save so much money and it buys me speed and so that's really two things I've been and the other thing I've done is I, I think my other strength is being uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable I think that's another one that has really helped me out because you know, it kind of goes back to my CrossFit days where you know, the expression was like, embrace the suck, I used to tell my, my uh, members that, embrace the suck, like it's, <laughs> it's not gonna be good, you're not gonna wanna do it, you're gonna like wanna quit in the middle, but at the end of it, you're gonna feel great, you know? So uh, learning how to be un- you know, uncomfortable and being comfortable with that is, is huge because as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of uncomfortable stuff, like there's a lot of stuff that like will come your way and you're like, oh my God, I didn't even know that existed, or I didn't even know that was a problem. <laughs> and trying to figure it out that's been good. And then the last thing I'll say is I've been very um you know, one of my strengths is I look forward to problems, right? I think that as an entrepreneur you're always gonna have problems and the goal is to go from having problems of like, how do I pay my bills, how do I do this, to then like, hey, how do I write off more so I can save money on my taxes? <laughs> or how can I like diversify more? Like, you know, so that's the one thing because I think when people have uh when they first start out when it comes to success, they think they're trying to avoid problems. And it's like, no, you're always gonna have problems like the only people who don't have problems are dead people. And so uh, you're not dead, you're gonna have problems, but the goal is to go from bad problems to to first world problems. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, all about those first world problems. Exactly. I love
0: that I'm finding, Robbie, that we um, have some similar quotes. I tell my kids all the time to embrace the suck. Whenever they can plan, it's like, you gotta embrace the suck, man. Like Mm -hmm. once you get through that, it, it makes the reward that much sweeter, So, yep, yep. which isn't met with um, kind, kindness from them most of the time. Yeah. They, they don't enjoy that. I think it's gonna <laughs> well, be a will. They yeah. will, though. One they day, will. one yeah, day, it's a long sure. game. And then how are you more Idahoan than anyone else in this room? That seems confusing I'm not sure with what you your mean. <laughs> log cabin <laughs> yeah, and growing yeah. up that way. like. We just grew up in the suburbs. Well, I don't know about Thomas in the Northern, Northern Iowa. So. Yeah. Um, so you actually transitioned really nicely to the next question, sure, which is who are some mentors that have impacted <clears throat> your life and, yep. and what specifically do they do to impact it?
1: Yeah, so I, I would say I got three mentors in my life. Um, one would be my dad. Um, you know, I love my dad. He's, he's been a, a big influence on me. He's a hard worker, the guy you know, 45 years at the same school, started as a student teacher and worked his way up to principal and just, you know, just that work ethic of just like every single day, just putting in the work. And um, so he's been a, a big influence for me. Uh, my second mentor was one of my, uh, one of my uh, personal training clients at the time. And uh, his name was Peter and uh, Peter owned 180 uh, McDonald's franchises, right? And so the cool thing about Peter was he literally came from Italy um, when he was maybe nine or 10, didn't speak English, um, you know, dropped out of college, uh, worked at McDonald's flipping Burgers, and then he worked his way up to, you know, having uh, just a ton of franchises and being one of the top franchisees in the the entire country, which is insane. So, I learned so much from him. Uh, You know, I personally trained him, but I think over like 10 years, Man, I think he taught me way more than I taught him. Uh, Cause it was just, it was so cool to learn from him. And then finally, my last mentor um, was, uh, was Bedros Cooley, and still is, you know, Bedros um, is big in the fitness space and you know, being a trainer, like I remember, uh, I got this, I was, in, I was in college, I was a junior in college and you know, I wanted to do personal training and they taught you like the exercise science stuff, but they didn't teach you the business stuff. And I remember my professor coming and saying, hey, we got th- I got this book I just bought, like I don't know if you want it, like, uh, it might be pretty cool. It was called The Art of Selling Fitness, and it was by the guy Bedros, right? Um, and it was so crazy because, you know, just literally like four or five years later, um, I ended up joining his mastermind. I ended up speaking uh, at his events like several different times, and, and I actually ran a lot of his Facebook ads for a long time. We've become good friends. So it's so crazy how it just kind of comes, like that book changed my life, and then I'm like, wow, here I am, like me and him are good friends. I, I can call him up, you know. It's, so he's, he's definitely a guy, and he's and, you know, once again, he, he came from Armenia, you know, they escaped Soviet Russia, um, you know, he's got that, you know, as he says, the immigrant edge, where you kind of have that, you know, that ship on your shoulder, like, you just got to make it, you know, you're, you're in the greatest country in the world right now. So you're going to make it happen and make that dream happen. So, yeah, those would be my, my three mentors, Yeah, you know? uh, And you could see that train or the, the it's
0: that constant <clears throat> of this work ethic grind, yep. right? Yep. Like love the grind, yep. embrace the suck <laughs> and, and look, it's obviously it's worked out for mm-hmm. you, all of them and yep. obviously it started with your dad being yep. that that example. What great stories, man. There's yep. there's some freaking awesome mentors like yeah. I'm sure if my, McDonald's has probably highlighted that guy as much as possible, right? <laughs> yeah. Like that's oh, yeah, that's a sure. story. Yeah.
1: Yep. So um
0: so next one we've all been at least at some time this year, locked indoors longer than we anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, streaming recommendations. What are you watching <clears> right now, or what has been the thing that you just have to tell people that they need to watch?
1: Yeah, so if, I mean, if we're talking Netflix, I mean, I, uh, recently I watched The Queen's Gambit, which I thought was pretty good. You Very know, I thought good. That, I thought that was really good. I um, didn't think it
0: was going to be good because yeah. I was like, chess, no thanks. But boy, that was that's. A good oh, That was one. really good. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and I watched some other ones. I'm trying to think here. Um, you know, I watched this series called Russian Doll, which was pretty cool. That was like, I think it was only one, uh, one uh, season right now. But um, but honestly, like, you know, I, don't, I didn't spend too much time, you know, streaming. Like I'm a, I took the opportunity, like, I'm like, wow, this is an amazing opportunity right now to just move my business forward. And like, you know, as I tell my team, like you gotta make hay when the sun shines, right? So, you know, it's, you know, people unfortunately in life, think in absolutes right so when when things are really good in business they think it's gonna be really good forever right and then when things are really bad they think it's going to be really bad and so I just knew like with Commission Hero and what we're doing and what we're trying to build like this is a moment in time for us where we can help as many people as possible and like you know obviously having an online business has been has been great this year and it'll be great next year and so you know that's that's been my focus right like how can I help more people have success online and so so I do a little streaming here and there you know just to, you know maybe an episode or two or night but uh, other than that I'm I'm working, man. I'm working towards my dreams. Yeah. That's it. So the real streaming recommendation is Commission Heroes. So yeah. If you aren't streaming <laughs> yeah.
0: videos of Robbie, yeah. yes. then yes. then you're really missing out.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's and it's funny because I have so many uh, friends and uh, even my girlfriend, who's like, you know, she'll be like working out, listen to YouTube music, and then and then my my ad pops up. She's like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like enough already. I've seen your ad. Get out of here. You know. So yeah. You tell her just to buy it. She just buys the course. Don't yeah. Go away. Right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. That's right. Um, so next one, a little bit weird but um as we talked about like covid and food has been a big thing Mm. so tell me about a food that you love that you wish you hated that you could get rid of it but you're like listen i'm in a toxic relationship like for example mine is trader joe's peanut butter covered chocolate filled pretzel or chocolate covered peanut butter filled pretzels yeah oh my gosh like i wish they tasted like manure to me but it's like pure
1: ecstasy when I just, oh my gosh, that's, uh, well, there was quite a, few, <laughs> quite a few items. I definitely put on the quarantine 15 for a while there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say like for me, it was, it was probably Oreos because, and, and it wasn't even my fault. So uh, when the whole quarantine thing happened, you know, my dad was going through some health issues, right? So he had, uh, he had a heart attack and then he, they found out he had colon cancer from that heart attack. He went through chemo. And he's fine now, complete recovery. I mean, such a lucky guy, and uh, I'm glad he's still around. Um, but he stayed with us for like uh, like five or six weeks, and like my dad is, you know, he, he eats whatever he wants, and uh, uh, he had Oreos everywhere, and like, and of course, like here I am, like I, can't, I literally can't stop myself, and they like the double, like the mega double stuff ones that are like three times the, <laughs> oh, amount <yeah>. of <laughs> the med- just the Dude. massive Oreo, yeah, it's like so, an Oreo sandwich. So us. I was, I mean, I was, I mean, every time I went to the kitchen, I was like just taking a full sleeve, and just, <laughs> I mean, it was. Insane. Insane. So, and then it got to the point where, you know, finally I got to the point in, I think it was like maybe June, where I'm like, all right, like enough is enough. Like, so I just cleaned out everything out. I started getting back in shape. I actually lost 18 pounds after just nice. working out and everything. So, and, uh, and I, and I haven't, haven't stopped since. And it's so much better because, man, I felt like crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is that moment when you yeah. eat the sleeve of Oreos, you yeah. feel great. And you then you feel great when you're eating it. Yeah. The and afterwards, days like, afterwards. Not so good. No, like seconds <laughs> after. Have you ever done the peanut butter in Oreo where you dip a peanut, an Oreo in peanut butter? Um, I was doing. I did Oreos with like uh, not peanut butter. I've done. I've done Nutella. I've mm. done Nutella, which was an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, Sorry
0: for us to go just like full fat kid here. And think yeah. Out. Yeah. an Oreo is
1: not bad enough. What can I dip it in? What to can make I dip it, it, it in? More d- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, and you do the classic Oreo move where you like just you know you break off half of one and then you, you combine the two together and now you have like an extra mega <laughs> triple <laughs> stuffed. What do you, you do know. with your extra cookie wafers when you do like I a mean, mega stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, and you eat it afterwards. Okay. Not because okay. you want to, but because you have. <laughs> okay. And my wife will leave them. Like if yeah. we have warriors, oh, really? she'll
0: leave. Like, I'll find mm. these discs mm-hmm. that are just I mean, who wants to eat that? It's like a muffin sure. bottom, right? Like it a is. gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um for those that don't know Robbie, Robbie likes to golf. What do we say? Like, maybe love, would we say we love. Love. right love to golf? golf. Yeah. Um so any golfer has some epic golf stories, yep. particularly around an epic golf shot. So yep. tell us your most epic golf shot that you've had?
1: Um, I have a couple. Um,
0: one of them. We can only have one, i No, one? just kidding. No, you, <laughs> you go ahead. I'll
1: give you two. So, okay. so one of them was. Uh, it was kind of funny. Last time I was out here in uh, ClickBank headquarters. Um, you know, uh, you know Taylor, who's behind the scenes here, was uh, filming. Like we we're doing some filming stuff and everything. And you know, I had some good shots. And you know, I forget what hole it was. It was like a par par three or something like that. I, I just was off the green. Um, you know, I chip the ball, and you know he's filming all these other things. Like I chip the ball, it goes in, and I'm like, "Tara, did you get that?" He's like, "Nope." <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, you got all my bad shots." But the one time I chip in for birdie, like you, you just missed it. So, so that was one. And then I would say the other, the other time was. I've never had a hole in one, but I've had a uh, one time. It was on like uh, I think it was on like the fifteenth hole of this local course I play, and uh, par four. I was probably like 160 yards out, and uh, you know just one hop in the hole, and that was uh, that was pretty cool. And uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's uh, it's hard. I mean golf, like you know I'm like a 10 handicap, so you know the better you get, like the the less satisfied you are every round you play. <laughs> and uh, and uh, but I but I love golf. I mean that's like my um, that's my happy place, you know? And, and the nice thing is like, you know, I have a place in Florida now and, um, and and playing down there, I'll, you know, I can play 18 holes in two hours and then just go to work. So I do that every day and that's, it's good because I can think about stuff and I can listen and, you know, take calls and stuff. And It's just a really a good time where, that's like my thinking time, you know, where I can, you know, think about business, think about big goals and dreams and, and that's kinda, that's kinda cool, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's something about being on that grass yeah. and that sound. I mean, the sound yeah. of a good shot is awesome. just, I don't know if there's much better than that. Um, I, don't
1: is, you know? <laughs> I don't think there is. Yeah, I don't think there is, especially
0: with an iron, which I never do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but but boy, it, yeah. it's just I can't even describe how beautiful that is. That's so, awesome. Well, awesome, Robbie. We well, really appreciate your time, and yeah. glad I got you thinking about golf since it's rainy here and not really an ideal golf weather. I know it's more like a, an what is it the um, the not the you, just the open, right? This is open weather. That yes, we have it going is. On. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but really appreciate your time. Yeah. And uh, just for those of you, you should, uh, are there some handles where people could follow you, Robbie? And obviously, yeah. you know, um, people, if, if you are interested in Facebook ads, mm-hmm. um, you know, Commission Hero is a fantastic course, as we've talked about in mm-hmm. here, um, to get real results. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you want to share anything or anything you want to close, yeah. just how people could get a hold of you or find you.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I spend time on Instagram quite a bit. So, just uh, it's just at Robbie Blanchard, R O B B Y and then Blanchard. And then, uh, yeah, if you're interested in learning how to, to run ads, but most importantly make money, then uh, Commission Hero is definitely yeah. the way to do it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and any golfers out there, challenge him. Just throw down. Yeah.
1: yeah. Hey, <laughs> anyone want to play golf, please. I'll never say no. So, yes, yeah, that's yeah. good. Great. All right. Well, um, that's it for
0: today. And everyone, thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and review the podcast. Um, and look for more amazing interviews um, from individuals like Robbie. Thanks so much. Have a good day.